Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, we are doing a 14-team mock draft for PPR in the sixth overall draft spot of the fantasy football draft. Now, we are going to see today what is my strategy in a 14-team league. A 14-team league is very different than your normal 12, normal 10-team league. It's just so much bigger, and it definitely takes a different approach to drafting, at least for me. So, I, even though I draft pretty similarly, I do think some things differently in 14-team leagues, which we are going to be talking about during the draft. Like I said, 14-team PPR league from the sixth overall spot. Now, this is the second video of the day. My first video from earlier this morning is where I talk about the training camp news and how I feel on Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, all these guys that ended up getting hurt, and my opinion on it, as well as some other news blurbs that could be moving guys up and down your guys' rankings. So please make sure to check that out as well. It's very informational, and it should be able to give you guys a good opinion on what to do in your 2020 fantasy football draft. So let's get into this. 14-team draft, one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end flex, kicker defense, and six bench spots. If you guys want more advice, please make sure to click that subscribe button it's free and i put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship while you're down there you can also check out my patreon has my draft guide on it got everything in there to help you guys dominate that draft like i said here this is a 14 team mock draft one quarterback two running backs two wideouts tight end flex kicker defense and six bench spots we are going to be going back to the composite ADP of all these websites ADP. And we're going to go ahead and see how the draft ends up going. We have went through Yahoo, ESPN, and NFL. They all feel a bit different. That's how you want to get variety of your draft. I actually believe that you guys, if you draft on Fantasy Pros or Sleeper to do mock drafts, which I believe is very good, I think you should eventually at the end, right before your draft, do a couple on the website that your league is going to be drafting on if they draft online because that is where you will get the best idea of how your draft is actually going to go down uh, based upon how the board looks because you can look at the guys ranked highly on the screen versus the guy right guys ranked lower and then have a good gauge of where your league might want to go because just where the guys positioned on your screen is really going to affect their opinion on the player if they're not the sharpest type of player so coming off the board at the 101 we have from paranormal Camtivity, Christian McCaffrey, followed by Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. So the first five picks, very chalk, nothing too out of the ordinary there. So now we are up at the sixth pick. Now this is a 14-team league, and we are smack in the middle of the draft. This is exactly where you do not want to be, in my opinion in a 14-team league. I would prefer to be at the end. I'm, I'm preferring to be at the end of every single draft because I think the way you win your league is at the 11, 12, 13, 14 spot with two running backs in a row. Now, this is going to be difficult at the sixth pick since the running backs are going to run off the goddamn board like it's like it's nothing, like it's sweet cakes, like your parents might have told you or something like it's hot cakes, maybe that is. They just fly off the board so fucking fast because the running back position is so, so shallow. It is not a deep pool, whereas the wide receivers go super deep, and you're going to be fucked over if you don't go with two early, especially in a 14-team league. So that's really my locked and loaded strategy at the beginning of the draft to make sure I get two running backs in the first three rounds since the uh, pool of players really falls off just a couple of 
picks into the draft, or a couple of rounds into the draft, I should say. So now at wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, all still available. All the quarterbacks, all the tight ends are still available. In a 14-team league, there is no way in absolute fuck I am taking a quarterback anywhere near early. Same thing goes with a tight end. I just don't think that the position is valued as much in a 14-team league due to the fact that everyone's team is not going to be stacked. If you find that late-round tight end, that late-round quarterback that are able to hit, your team is going to look much better than a team who drafts maybe a Pat Mahomes early and then doesn't have a good running back too because the running backs are very important in these kind of leagues since this league is so big that it's very hard to find some good starters. So at running back, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, C.H., Miles Sanders, uh, Kenyon Drake, and Joe Mixon. For me, like I said, I'm all over the running back train now. This is a 14-team league, so I'm more conscious to go on the safer type of edge in the first round. I typically preach safety, but I do like Joe Mixon more than the rest of these guys, but I feel Joe Mixon might have the more risk out of over a guy like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to be my pick here. I really do love Joe Mixon. In a lot of leagues, I would pick him here, but in a 14-team league, I am trying to be as safe as as possible. I'm trying to make sure that this first round pick does not bust because if it does, my team, it will be so much harder to win due to the fact that picking guys later just gets much harder because there is less value on the board. So I am going to go with my safety net of Derrick Henry. I understand in PPR, Derrick Henry doesn't get the vibe of a player that's going to be great because he doesn't really catch any passes. But at the end of the day, I'm not too worried about that since the guy's going to get the ball a million times on the ground and be a very productive running back for the Tennessee Titans, especially in a team that really looked like they wanted to run the ball and were very productive with running the ball. That's how they were winning a lot of games down the stretch of the season. So now if we look at the draft board after we went ahead and selected Mr. D-Rock Henry, Dalvin Cook came out the board, followed by Joseph Mix. And Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Miles Sanders, CEH, Austin Eckler, Kenyon Drake, Chris Godwin, Nicholas Chubb, Travis Kelsey, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, and George Kittle. So the two big tight ends came off the board. Very typical. Typically, you see the big two tight ends, Kittle and Kelsey, come off the board in the second and third round. Same goes with Lamar and Pat Mahomes, but we shall see what happens there. Multiple teams going with the two running back strategy. Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones for one team, Sanders and Drake for another team, and CEH for Austin Eckler. Now I'm not drafting Miles Sanders in the first round I wasn't anyways because I didn't really I wasn't really all aboard the train now I'm off the train hop off the train and run the fuck away because Miles Sanders is going to get caught in the running back by committee now that he gets hurt they're gonna bring someone else in it'll be just a couple of days from now when Devontae Freeman moseys on in there and fucks everything up for Miles Sanders so just go ahead and fade him now before it is too late a lot of my favorite running backs are already off the board so we're gonna see who's available at the 209 if you want to go ahead with the double running back strategy at wide receiver Allen Robinson Kenny Galladay DJ Moore, Julio Jones, not Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Evans, and Mari Cooper, all still available. All the quarterbacks are still available at tight end. The best available player for me is Marky Mark Andrews, but we're not going to pick him in the second round, especially in a 14-team league. So looking at running backs, Gurley, Fournette, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, all still available. Now the running back core is absolutely fucking decimated, and we are already in the second round of the draft. Now my favorite player here to pick would be Len Leonard Fournette, and I don't think he's going to fall to me in the third round. I think there will be a solid wide receiver that I can pick up here to start as my wide receiver one in the third round since the first two rounds are heavily dominated by the running back position. I just feel my best chance of getting a good running back would be in this round versus the third round. I just don't think anyone's going to fall to me that I would really want as my running back too. So here we're going to go ahead 
and reach up a little bit and select Leonard Fournette, running back of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I don't think he's going to return as one of those guys that gets 100-plus targets because last year, that seemed like an anomaly for me. It was not due to the fact that Minshew is just a dump-off machine. It was just due to the fact that there was really no one around him or really behind him to be able to catch those passes. Now, they bring in running back Chris uh, Thompson formerly of the Washington football team. Now he becomes a guy that is going to be dangerous in the pass catching game. So I don't think Leonard Fournette necessarily goes from 100 targets to zero, but I think they might meet in the middle at a happy 50 targets, maybe 60 around that area, at least to me for Leonard Fournette. So I think he's still going to be good in the rushing game. He only scored three total fucking touchdowns last year. The guy was a workhorse back with not one, not two, but only three fucking touchdowns. How does that even happen? Typically, you would see a running back that is really balling out and getting a bunch of yards finishing inside the top 12 at the running back position score at least five six seven touchdowns that was just not the case for Leonard Fournette and I really think that will be the case this year with that defense being so bad sure that does kind of limit the fact of Leonard Fournette running but it did not really seem to matter at all last year when they were still running a lot even down in game so I think Leonard Fournette is going to be productive yet again sure you could go with Todd Gurley but I prefer not to draft guys that are injured and guys that are limping around in practice and guys that I didn't even like before I knew he was limping around in practice especially on such a pass-heavy team in Atlanta. So we're going to go with Leonard Fournette here with our second round selection. Sure, it is a little bitty of a reach. It's an 89% chance that he would have been available at your next pick, but I don't believe that for jack of all shit because a bunch of running backs went off the board. After we went with Leonard Fournette, Pat Mahomes came off the board, followed by Lamar Jackson, Kenny Galladay, Todd Gurley, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Melvin Gordon, DJ Moore, Chris Carson, and Adam Thielen. Just as suspected, Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson go in the second round. I thought maybe it'd be the third round, but here it was the second round. They typically don't fall past the third round. So if you want to get those guys, you got to draft them early. Like I said, a couple of running backs went, a couple of wide receivers. Now we're going to see a change in the draft. The third and fourth round where we went from being heavily dominated by the running back position in the first two rounds. Now we are going to be see a draft overwhelmingly listed with a bunch of wide receivers. Obviously, there are teams that did go wide receiver heavy to start off the draft like that team at the 112 carry on my wayward son with Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin I would be very shocked if they didn't draft at least one running back at the 312 or the 403 because if you wait even further than that than that your starting running backs are going to be absolute dog doo-doo in a 14 team league I really don't understand the zero running back strategy in a 14 team league and I would not really look to implement that at all in this size of a league so now it is our turn to look at the board obviously like I said the big two tight ends and big two quarterbacks are gone but we are not really looking that way so we're looking either running back or wide receiver at wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen at running back, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery. So we're going to take the shot here and hope that David Montgomery falls to us in the fourth round, and we are going to go ahead here and select wide receiver uh, Robert Woods. I'm kind of moving up on him above Cooper Cup. I just really saw last year that when they committed to the two tight end set that Robert Woods was the guy dominating. Cooper Cup was kind of the guy taking the back seat, being the Cooper Cuck sitting there in the corner while Robert Woods is railing defenses that are his wife. He's just watching over there in the corner. So I'm going to go ahead here and take Mr. Bobby Trees of the LA Rams, one of my favorite wide receivers for this season. I would not argue, though, going Cooper Cup. I do have Cup ranked higher, but I might move Woods ahead of him due to the fact that I just feel a little bit more confident in Woods, but Cup is always definitely one of those safety net type of picks you can take early in your draft, a guy that you know Jared Goff loves to throw the rock to. So we're going to go with Robert Woods here at our 306 pick. The problem with being here in the middle is we are in the middle of the whole goddamn draft. 
and it's just annoying because you can't really just take those two picks and then relax a little bit. You always have to be kind of really, really on par and just paying attention the whole goddamn draft, which obviously is something that might be good because you might be even sharper because you're paying attention the whole goddamn time. But personally, I'm more of a guy where I like to fucking just be locked and loaded in at any pick. I'm locked and loaded at any pick. I'm just saying in general, I think that if you're picking at like the 14 pick, you might get a little bit, uh, a bit less paying attention because you just go cup, then you go Ridley, and then you're just waiting a while, and then it moseys on back to you. But then you might just start panicking. So that's why it might be better to be in the middle for your own sane mind. Hopefully I just rambled on for a little bit, even though it probably has nothing to do with anything. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. I would really appreciate it. It's free, and like I said, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship, and I try to make it funny. I hope you guys have had a great time. Now, speaking of funny, funny looking, we got Odell Beckham Jr. with that weird-ass haircut coming off the board at the 307. Do not pick Odell. They are going to be very run-heavy in 2020 under head coach Kevin Stefanski. I don't understand buying in on Odell Beckham Jr., who wasn't even the primary target for Mr. Baker the Faker Mayfield in 2019. After that, we see James Conner come off the board, followed by Amari Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, Le'Veon Bell, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Lockett, David Johnson, DJ Chark, and Devontae Parker. So after our pick, only three running backs came off the board. The wide receiver position, like I said, really just dominates these third and fourth round. We saw Zach Ertz and Mark Andrews go back-to-back -back Michael Jordan 96-97. I definitely prefer Mark Andrews over Zach Ertz. Now, my thoughts here are that I think that this round right here is where you are going to find some supreme value at the running back position right here at this spot since no one is going running back. They're trying to get their two wide receivers, two running backs to start off the draft, but we're going to go ahead here probably and select a running back with some high upside to be our flex, and if Fournette or Henry were to go down or were to not play up to expectation, you can go ahead and slot that guy in as your running back number two. Plus, what I really wanted to talk about was the fact is we are going to see what happens after Ertz and Andrews. There are going to be leagues where there's a lull at tight end where we wait a couple of rounds before maybe Evan Ingram comes off the board or maybe Darren Waller comes off the board. One of those top tight ends. In some leagues, you'll see Andrews come off the board and then you'll see a brigade of tight ends come here in the fourth and fifth round. I'm very interested to see what happens after our pick so we can go ahead and try to figure out how people are going to be drafting in 2020. Now, some of this shit just goes completely out the window when you're at your actual draft because you're friends, your family, whoever you're drafting with, maybe just randoms, might have no idea what the fuck is going on and just start hammering off some really weird picks. So you can go ahead and try and figure out what they are going to be doing. If you have played in a league with people before, I would suggest checking out the league history and looking at the draft from years prior to figure out where the quarterbacks go, where the tight ends go, and how the draft overall goes so that you can figure out how to even further dominate the league and develop a better strategy due to the fact that you feel like you know what may happen. Now, things change on a year-to-year -year basis, but some guys just love the tight end position like their name was Phillip Rivers because that man has 7,000 kids. Now, to digress, it is now our turn to draft a running back or wide receiver. Jonathan Taylor still available, followed by Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, Terry McLaurin, and DK Metcalf are the top two wide receivers still available. Now, right here is where dreams are made of. Do I want to go ahead and take Jonathan Taylor? Do I want to take the risk on a guy that I think is a top 12 running back when he plays? Now, I think it's going to take a while for him to become the starter. I think it'll take a couple of weeks. But once that happens, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be able to carry this roster. Do I want the safe pick in David Montgomery, the guy who I know for a fact I could play in my flex every single week and does have the upside to potentially become a top 12 guy if he is given the opportunity with the skill set that I believe that he possesses? 
it is really kind of a tipsy-turvy thing here. Or do I want to go wide receiver and make sure I solidify my wide receiver too and get a guy with top 15 potential in Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team? So I'm going to go ahead and look back at the draft. I know I spoke on how about I felt really locked in on David Montgomery, but do I feel like a bunch of running backs will go here in the next one, two, three, four, five, then the next 10 picks before it is my spot? So if we look at the board, we could see that the team right after us has two wide receivers. This team has none, so it's likely that they will draft a wide receiver. This team likely to draft a running back here. This team likely to draft at least one wide receiver, probably two, I would say here. And this team likely to draft a running back. So if we want to get our running back, or if we want to get our running back in the next round and go wide receiver here, I don't believe that they will fall to me. So I'm going to go ahead and use my own mental brain and make the decision here that I have to go running back. I'll feel confident confident in having a wide receiver two of the other guys listed on the screen since I think there's a lot of wide receiver value later that I could even start as my wide receiver two so I'm gonna go ahead here and go running back now the question is do I want to go with the more safer pick or do I want to risk it for the goddamn biscuit and I am a very risky fantasy player I like to take my risks in the draft but in a 14 team league is that worth it to me I think it is. I think I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor here. I know for a fucking fact he is not going to start in my flex for the first couple of weeks. I know that I'm going to wait for him to emerge past Marlon Mack. I saw a video of Jonathan Taylor running the ball, and the guy looked like fantasy football Jesus Christ. He looked like an amazing running back, and I knew he was amazing because I watched his tape out of Wisconsin, and the guy would make you blow your load straight in your pants. So I'm going to go ahead here and draft Jonathan Taylor, but if you want to be safe, you can argue going David Montgomery here. I just don't think he or Montgomery would fall to me in the next round, but we shall see how wrong I probably was. So after we went ahead and drafted Mr. Uh, Mr. Jonathan Taylor, we see that DK Metcalf came off the board, followed by Terry McLaurin, Devin Singletary, quarterback Dak Prescott, T.Y. Hilton, Darren Waller, Stephon Diggs, Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, and DeAndre Swift. We can see that my theory was completely false because we could have gotten David Montgomery there and drafted Terry McLaurin instead. So that's just the price you pay for trying to outsmart the draft. Now, realistically, I don't think that this is how a real draft would have played out. There's no way that that team drafts DK Metcalf there. In my opinion, they really needed a running back. Same thing with the first team. I don't know why they would draft injury-prone T.Y. Hilton over securing a running back two in a guy like David Montgomery. That just makes no sense to me. The other team obviously did makes more sense for them to not have drafted one because they already had three. The other team already had two. And so it, it's just kind of a bit iffy to me here. I don't know why you'd pick David or DeAndre Swift over David Montgomery as well. DeAndre Swift definitely has potential to be a better player overall for their NFL career, but for a yearly, on a year one basis for DeAndre Swift, I just don't see a point or a even way that he would be able to outscore David Montgomery in his first ever NFL season, personally, with the team running the ball so little. So you could go David Montgomery here, but we are going to dip into the wide receiver well, since I feel like we are going to be missing out if we don't snag our wide receiver two here. There are a bunch of solid picks on the board. Jarvis Landry, if he plays week one, would be probably the better pick here or one of the premier picks at the position due to the fact that the guy's locked and loaded safety. Even though I spoke about Kevin uh, Stefanski being a very run-heavy coach, I don't think that that really affects Jarvis Landry since Jarvis Landry is just a fucking target monster for the team. We already know Baker Bayfield loves to throw on the ball, but the pick for me here is Tyler Yeah, Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I don't want to hear no bullshit about A.J. Green. A.J. Green gets hurt in practice, but the motherfucker is never healthy. Let's see if there's any new reports about him. The guy has been healthy in two years. However, blah, blah, blah's legitimate superstar. Get the fuck out of here. He's been removed from practice a couple of days ago. 
My video earlier today was all about the injuries, and I talk about AJ Green and how out I am on him. I wasn't even out on him, but seeing him get hurt again confirms my confirmation bias that the guy just can't stay healthy. The motherfucker is always hurt. He gets hurt lacing up his cleats in the morning before he goes to practice. He gets hurt making his kids breakfast in the morning. He fucking puts the spoon instead of in the cereal, goes in his fucking eye, and it gouges out his eye. The guy's a certified injury-prone player, and there's nothing against AJ Green, probably a tremendous guy, but we're talking about fantasy football here, and his value here in the fifth round is absolutely dog shit, whereas Tyler, yeah, Boyd is an excellent value here. A guy I think could have over a thousand yards yet again. He's had back-to-back seasons of over a thousand yards and could really emerge as a up-and-coming talent here with Joseph Burrow. Now he actually does play better with AJ Green on the field if we're talking half PPR, full PPR points per game. So you would prefer that AJ Green could stay healthy, but even when Green was not healthy, Boyd was still a guy that was a very startable player last season and a guy that I think takes an even bigger leap up this season with Joe Burrow under center. So if you guys have enjoyed thus far please make sure to click that subscribe button as i said a couple of minutes ago so after we went ahead and drafted mr tyler yeah boyd i'm gonna go ahead and readjust my camera here and put us up top so that you guys can get a better view of the draft so after we went ahead and drafted tyler boyd his teammate aj green came off the board like i said terrible pick don't be picking aj green followed by russell wilson deshaun watson mark ingram jarvis landry david montgomery will fuller julian edelman easy e evan ingram tyler higby ronald jones kareem hunt carson wentz michael gallup brandon cooks and raheem mostert so to answer the question I asked myself earlier, where will the next tight end group come off the board after Ertz and Andrews? It was they were drafted in the third round. Three rounds later, we see Higby and Evan Ingram come off the board. So that's going to be something very different in every single draft. Like I said earlier, you might see a tight end run, or you might see a bit of a lull between the position at quarterback. We kind of saw that as well, but we saw them go like a couple of rounds later. A bunch of quarterbacks have came off the board. I don't understand at all the numbskulls drafting Carson Wentz ahead of the guy still available. Josh Allen, Matt Ryan are just locked and loaded to be top eight guys, whereas I'm just not ultra confident that Carson Wentz is going to be able to do that. So here we are going to go ahead and draft probably some more running backs and wide receivers. I'm not all about hopping on the tight end train. Some picks I don't like out of these. I do not like... Um, AJ Green, like I said, I'm not about Raheem Mostert. I don't understand drafting Evan Ingram either. The guy's just so injury prone in the sixth round. I'd much rather wait. Some picks that I really like. I like the value of David Montgomery here in the fifth round. I like the value of Julian Edelman. I like Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, and I really am kind of moving up on Brandon Cooks, but not an ultra big fan in the sixth round. But hey, that's probably where you're going to have to pick him in one of these leagues because the sixth round is really like the eighth round in a 14-team league versus like a 12-team league since the additional pick are coming off the board. Like I said, I'm not all about the quarterback early trade, so we're probably going to draft some running backs as well as a mix of wide receivers until we get to a round where I feel like I need to draft Hayden Hurst, which might just be next round in this draft since it is obviously a deeper type of league. So here, I want to go with a running back that I feel will be our flex until Jonathan Taylor becomes that guy, and that is running back James White of the New England Patriots. This guy is an absolute safety net at the running back position in PPR leagues. Now, I understand that Tampa, Tampa, Tampa Bay Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Tom Brady is leaving the team. He went ahead and went to Tampa Bay, obviously, but that doesn't really affect James White to me. I think Cam Newton is going to be an expert at dumping the ball off because he was in Carolina. He was really heavily dumping the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. There's a reason why Christian McCaffrey looked like the player he did. Now, anyone, any dumbass at the quarterback position could dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey and make Christian McCaffrey look great, but so can anyone to James White. James White is a freak athlete in the backfield for the past catching game and I believe that with Lamar Miller being there and being kind of 
Not may it doesn't look like maybe he'll be good to start the season. Doesn't look like Sony Michelle's gonna be good to start the season. It seems like Damian Harris might be their starting fucking running back, and I think that means that James White has pivoted even more of a role and is going to be getting more touches this season as compared to seasons prior. Even better, boosting up his fantasy football value. But in a PPR league, a guy that I think is gonna get a bunch of dump offs every single game is definitely a very safe pick here inside of the sixth round of the draft. And he's not even a starting running back for us. He's going to be our flex position. So after we have James White, Robert. Gronkowski, Cam at the board, followed by Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuel, Marvin Jones, Cam Akers, Josh Allen, J.K. Dobbins, Christian Kirk, Emmanuel Sanders, and Tariq Cohen. Gronk in the sixth round just screams some guy who was stuck in 2017. Don't draft Gronk in the sixth round. There's much better tight ends later. That's just way too early for him anyways. I just <laughs> He's like a later round pick. The sixth round is a middle round pick very early for him. So looking at the board, uh, I like uh, Cam Akers. I like Allen. I am not really on board with Emmanuel Sanders at all this season, if I'm being completely honest with you. I just think the wide receiver two in New Orleans is just going to continue to get hyped up and just never perform up to that because Kamara and Michael Thomas really absorb most of the target share of that offense. Marvin Jones is a pick I love in the sixth round with the Detroit Lions. As long as Matt Stafford can stay healthy, he's going to be really good. But even even if Stafford ends up getting hurt, we saw that whole offense seem to hum pretty well. At least the wide receiver core did when Stafford was out. So normally we would draft um, a running back here, but we do already have four running backs. I feel like I do want to go ahead and get my wide receiver three in case any of these guys were to go down. Now we are in the seventh round, but in the seventh round of a 14-team league, the wide receiver core even gets dissipated even faster. While it is still strong late, and there's a lot of guys super late that I think could be fine and could be flex options for your team, I just think that right here, if I miss out on one of these guys, I'm going to be very disappointed in like the eighth or ninth round having a bunch of running backs and not really having a guy that I feel confident in if Tyler Boyd or Robert Woods to go, were to go down. At week 9, they have the same exact bye week, so obviously you're going to be worried week 9, so you need to make sure you find some other guys that could start in their spot. So here we are going to go ahead and snag my one of my favorite late round wide receivers, but actually I might go tight end here since I feel like the wide receiver core will still be fine in the eighth round, maybe getting Anthony Miller or a guy that I like later, whereas I think if Aiden Hurst goes, my tight end will not be very good. I understand the seventh round's a bit of a reach for him, but I really see top five upside from Hayden Hurst. I haven't ranked inside my top five tight ends. I think that the Atlanta Falcons offense and Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator, are very prone to getting the tight end involved. We saw Austin Hooper get almost 100 targets just playing in 13 games last season, and I think we project that type of number output to Hayden Hurst, which I think is definitely possible we could see a top five tight end finish from Atlanta's finest Hayden Hurst on a super pass heavy team the number one pass heavy team in the NFL last season and now you might say, oh, they're going to regress, right? You can't have the most pass-heavy team multiple years in a row. But that may be true with most teams. But the Atlanta Falcons and Dirk Cutter just seem like they want to throw the ball so many times that I wouldn't be surprised if they threw the ball even more and still finished as the number one pass-heavy team in the NFL. After we went with, with uh, Hayden Hurst, Drew Brees came off the board, followed by Jordan Howard, Jameson Crowder, Matt Breida, Pittsburgh Steelers defense, Tom Brady, Darius Slayton, Matt Ryan, Philip Lindsay, me, Cole Hardman, Carryon Johnson, Darrell Henderson, Tevin Coleman, John John Brown, Marlon Mack, and Sony Michelle. To recap our team through our first seven picks, at running back, we have Fournette and Derrick Henry. Our wideouts are Robert Woods and Tyler Boyd. Our tight end is Hayden Hurst. Our flex is Jonathan Taylor. And our bench is comprised of one player and one player only, Mr. James White. Now we are in our eighth round pick, and your eighth round pick today is brought to you by Manscaped, my sponsor. Make sure to check out Manscaped if you guys want to shave downstairs. You know, get that shit looking 
pristine looking A1. Make sure to use Manscaped code Notorious at checkout for 20% off as well as free shipping. You can use that shit in the shower, which is pretty crazy to me. And you're not going to be nicking it, getting blood all over the shower looking like there's a murder scene. You're, you're going to be murdering your league in fantasy football this year, but you ain't going to be murdering your balls. Manscaped code Notorious at checkout. So back into the video real quick. Now we are not going to draft a quarterback here. It is recommending that we go with Matthew Stafford, but a lot of teams have quarterbacks, and I think I'll be happily fine in a 14-team league, team league starting a guy that's not as super hot, a guy that I think could have potential in the late rounds. So that is not who we are going to be looking at here. At this pick, we are probably going to go ahead and feed the running back or the wide receiver position. Sony Michelle came off the board at the 806. He's still too high in ECR or in ADP, ADP, whoever the fuck we're looking at here. Just way too high. I don't understand him as an eighth-round pick. The guy's going to miss the beginning of the season, still on the PUP, and then a bunch of guys are looking to take his job. He's not even a guy that I thought had a secure job last year, and then I was hiring him this year because I thought, hey, he's going to come back off the PUP, be healthy, be fine, be a good player like I think he could be, but now with Damian Harris sniffing up his ass, the reports that Damian Harris are looking so good, I'm just going to fade Sony Michelle, especially since I think he's going to miss the first couple of games of the season, potentially. So now we're going to dip back into the wide receiver um bowl like I said McCall Hardman did go super high upside pick but we're gonna go with Anthony Miller guy out of Chicago who I think really has that potential last season in his sophomore year in the NFL he looked mighty fine he put up let's see his stats real quick 52 receptions eight on 85 targets 656 yards and two touchdowns sure not the most glorious season but he did have multiple startable games in 2019 and I think that we could see him put up a bunch more startable games in 2020 especially if nine inch Nick Foles is the starting quarterback of the team who I just think is a much better passer than Mitch Trubisky. I think the offense is going to be humming much better under him, considering the team will just look better since they're not having as many turnovers. They're not worried about throwing a zillion picks with Mitch Trubisky. I think the defense also gets better. Since the defense really took off last season, they didn't look as good as they looked prior, even with still such a star-studded defensive roster. After we went with Mr. Anthony Miller, San Francisco defense came off the board, followed by Justin Jefferson, Sterling Shepard, Darius Geis, who's a waste of a pick. The guy's a free agent, got cut from his team for what he did. Despicable guy. Fuck you, Darius Geis. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, followed by Latavius Murray, C.D. Lom, Henry Ruggs, and Mike Williams, and then Zach Moss. Zach Moss, a guy I'm really getting high on. Reports out of camper that this guy's bulldozing over people. Looks like he is going to be very heavily involved, just like I thought before the season even started, or before preseason camp stuff even happened so I mean you know who's right this guy this guy's got two thumbs and he's very correct so now looking at running backs they're really starting to fall off here same with the wide receivers it's a 14 team league so it is kind of a shit show later in the draft but that's why you got to watch the whole video to find the diamonds in the rough who are actually going to be helpful for your roster later inside the draft now we're either going to continue to keep matching running back and wide receiver. We're probably going to rate, wait maybe a round or two more on quarterback since every team pretty much has their starter and I don't think any team will start taking their backup until maybe the last couple of picks of the draft, probably the last two picks before you pick a kicker in defense. So here we're going to go ahead and pick a running back or a wide receiver. We already have four running backs and we have three wide receivers. So you can go either way here. Personally, I want to go ahead and secure a running back that I think is essential for teams. Now, I don't have I do not have um, Mr. Dalvin Cook, but I think that he's the best handcuff in football since Dalvin Cook does get hurt. Now, I understand you're not going to be able to play him unless Dalvin Cook was to go down, but the odds are that Dalvin Cook will go down, and the odds are that if you are drafting with a guy and they miss on him and they have Dalvin Cook, 
you can ship him off to the Dalvin Cook guy and get some nice players because they need him more than they may even think. They probably don't think they need him, but then once Dalvin Cook goes down, they're going to come to your door and be begging for your wiener just to suck it so that they can get him. And you're going to say, no, 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 not today. The Kenby Matumbo. You're going to start him in that case. But otherwise, you might be able to get some nice value for Alexander Madison from the owner of the Dalvin Cook player. So after Duke, jo- after we went Madison, Duke Johnson came off the board who guy's always been a PPR guy. I don't know why. I always fucking end up with drafting him on a couple of my teams. I probably will end up with him on a bunch of my teams this year, even if I'm not as confident in him this year with David Johnson there. But David Johnson's injury prone. It seems like he has been in the past, but I just hope he stays healthy because I love that guy. After Mr. Duke Johnson the third comes off the board, Jerry Judy can't the board, followed by Robbie Anderson, Adrian Peterson, Antonio Gibson, Tony Pollard, Boston Scott, Golden Tate, uh, Naheem Hines, Jalen Rager, Chase Edmonds, Preston Williams, Baltimore Ravens defense, Hunter Henry, Sammy Watkins, and Alshon Jeffrey. It's going to be so funny when in drafts, Boston Scott skyrockets to the fucking moon. Lands on the moon in drafts, goes up so much ADP since Miles Sanders like week to week. And then they just add like Devontae Freeman. That's just going to be fucking hilarious. So now at the uh, at our next pick here, we're probably going to keep dipping into the running back and wide receiver. Well, at wide receiver, one of my favorite late round wide receivers is still available. Now, reports out of camp are not looking good for Nikhil Harry. The reports of this guy is an absolute garbage can. He is not playing well. Absent from practice. Blah, 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 blah. It might take a while. It may for Nikhil Harry, but I believe in the talent. I believe that Bill Belichick wouldn't have drafted this guy in the first round if he was shit. I just don't believe that at all. I think Bill Belichick is one of the smartest guys ever for football-wise. Got a great football mind. I think Nikhil Harry is going to be great. Now, it may take a while, but I think him and Cam will develop that connection, and he will look good considering he's such a talented player. I thought he'd be good last year. He ended up getting hurt. He's not hurt right now. So I'm going to go ahead and believe in Mr. Nikhil Harry and draft him in the 10th round, even though the reports are not going the way of Nikhil Harry being some type of great guy. Now, I think Mohamed Sanu might even be a steal now in drafts. Super late if Muhammad, or if Nikhil Harry is not looking as good as the reports say, but we will shall see in the next couple of days if reports change. So after Harry, Justin Jackson came off the board, followed by uh, Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, Curtis Samuel, Brashad Perryman, Buffalo Bills defense, A.J. Dillon, New England Patriots, DeAndre Washington, and LeSean McCoy. LeSean McCoy is just a waste of a pick. That guy's not going to touch the ball at all. This guy literally has three wide receivers early and then one with all running backs. Very bold strategy there. Cotton LeSean McCoy is not going to do shit for you. I'm sorry to tell you. A.J. Dillon is going to skyrocket off boards, do the video of this guy his legs he's looking chonk as fuck he's looking like built like Saquon Barkley but I'm not going to believe in it because I think Aaron Jones will be the majority uh, shareholder of touches in that offense and unless he was to get hurt I don't think AJ Dillon's really going to do jack of all shit so now we're going to go ahead here and draft a probable quarterback here probably going to go quarterback here with quarterback Matty Snapback I really believe in Matthew Stafford this season sure he ended up getting hurt eight weeks in the last season but when he was healthy he was looking on top of the world and in a 14 team league I am more prone to draft two quarterbacks due to streaming them is much harder so we may end up with two quarterbacks on this roster whereas in a 12 team league 10 team league I am completely off the train of drafting two quarterbacks probably not going to draft two tight ends though in a 14 team league so we're going to get Matty Snapback who looks like an MVP for the first couple of weeks of last season if healthy this guy is going to be a monster for your fantasy football team and is a guy that you can find super late because not a lot of people are buying into him due to the fact that the guy said oh my back and broke his back last season so now we need to go ahead and draft two more running backs or, or running back and wide receiver here to finish off 
our draft. So looking at wide receivers, it's really just dull back here. You're really just going for upside pick, or maybe you want to go with the safer pick like Randall Cobb, who could potentially be the wide receiver one on that team a couple of weeks into the season. Deshaun Watson typically goes to a player like Randall Cobb and has been looking for a player like him in the NFL and has yet to find a guy as developed as well as Randall Cobb. So I think Randall Cobb could even be solid while Stills, if Stills comes back, or while Cooks and Fuller are healthy, but we know Cooks and Fuller aren't the guys that are would be like the staple of being the most healthy fucking guy because they just always end up getting hurt. So we're going to go ahead here and draft Randall Cobb here deep in the 12th round and hope that Randall Cobb is potentially the guy that I think he is. And then lastly, we are going to be drafting a running back to complete our draft and then go kicker and defense unless we want to draft a quarterback here based upon the running back still available. You know the draft is getting super deep when someone drafts Marshawn Lynch. So after Randall Cobb, Larry Fitzgerald can't the board fall by Saints defense, Darrington Evans, Noah Fant, uh, Rashad Penny, Baker Mayfield, Paris Campbell, Anthony McFarland, Carlos Hyde, and Marshawn Lynch. So, uh, so if you want to take a running back here, I might take Chris Thompson to you know be the handcuff of Leonard Fournette. Rock Armstead probably would have been that guy, but he's on the COVID IR. Who knows what's going to happen there? There are some other guys here. Bryce Love could potentially be the running back two of the Washington Redskins. That's the reports that's coming out. Other than that, it's just a fucking shot in the dark and you're too late giving Love a bad name. So we're going to go ahead here and draft, just draft our second quarterback and make sure we have a guy that's not by five. My favorite pick here is either Newton or Big Ben Roethlisberger. Newton has a by six. Stafford has by five. So we're going to go with Newton here. For the upside, I don't think Newton I don't have Newton ranked that high. I really don't. I'm probably one of the lower guys on Newton. Doesn't mean I won't draft him, though, because I can see the upside of him being a top 12 guy since that's what he has been in the past. We've seen him do it in the past, and with this Patriots offense, that's going to cater well to him. They're going to build the offense to cater in his way. I think he could be dangerous this season. So after with Newton, Tannehill can't the board, followed by Chris Thompson, Rock Armstead, Giovanni Bernard, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Chiefs defense, Malcolm Brown, Sam Darnold, Bunch of kickers, bunch of defenses, Jalen Rager, Joe Burrow, TJ Hawkinson, Jared Goff. So now we got to draft our defense and kicker. First, we're going to go ahead here and select our kicker, Justin Tucker the fucker, in the second round. We're our second best ranked kicker. This is the 14th round. And then in the last pick, we're going to go ahead and draft a defense. So looking at the board after we drafted our kicker, Justin Tucker the fucker, we can see that Mr. Uh, Eric Ebron came off the board, followed by Lynn Bowden, Dallas Goder, bunch of defense, bunch of kickers, and Janu Smith. Definitely a great steal at the tight end position in the 14th round. So here we are going to go ahead and solidify our defense with a defense playing a shitty offense week one, but they're not even available. The charges are not available right now, so we are not going to be able to get a defense playing a shitty offense week one. Probably one of these teams actually are, and if I was in a draft, I would look it up. I think the Eagles are playing the Redskins week one. Yes, they are. They're playing the Washington football team. My bad. Sorry, they changed their name. So we're going to go against them and hope maybe Dwayne Haskins struggles a bit in his first game back with no preseason. So after that, the draft is complete. We got a B grade for this roster. I think we got an A because we are A1 steak sauce over here on the Notorious Fantasy Football Channel. So I actually ended up just clicking off of that on accident. But I will still recap our roster, our starting quarterback right in the middle of your screen here. I'll move myself right next to it so you guys can even see it better. We got Matty Snapback, our two running backs to start. Our Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette, our starting wide receivers are Robert Woods and Tyler Boyd. Our, deep, our tight end is Hayden Hurst. Our flex is Jonathan Taylor. Our bench, or our defense is the Eagles. Our kicker is Justin Tucker, the fucker. Our bench is comprised of James White, Anthony Miller, Alexander Madison, Nikhil Harry, Randall Cobb, and Cam Newton. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button. Check out the Patreon down below for the draft guide. Check out Manscaped as well. Code 
Notorious at checkout for 20% off, as well as free shipping. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video. Good boy!